I've just got this thought, this word that I want to share for this morning. And the word that I have for 2021 is to stand. The word stand. And that this stand, you know, encompasses you individually, but us as a church as we look to love one another through this year. I'm going to share a scripture that's shared from Paul, the Apostle Paul, when he's going through difficult times. Circumstances around him, you know, have not always been easy, but Paul has this resolute, you know, conviction within him that everything's going to be okay and he's going to have an overwhelming victory, talks about, even though circumstances are difficult. And he writes this when he's going through a difficult time. Romans 8.33 says, Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? Wow. No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honour at God's right hand, pleading for us. Then he goes on to talk about the love of God in verse 38. He says, and I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above on the earth below, indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You know, Paul has many difficulties in life and uh, maybe sometimes we have expectations what a Christian life will be like. But Paul is an amazing example of somebody who stands with Jesus in spite of his troubles. Later on, we can read when he's going through difficulties again, it actually says that the Lord stood with him. He has this experience of Jesus revealing himself and standing with him, encouraging him as he's uh, going through discouragements. My first point is this, this year, I want to encourage you, no matter what you're going through, stand with Jesus. Make a choice to stand with Jesus. The reality of it is that Jesus has made a choice. He's chosen you to stand with you, right? Like somebody who's accusing you of something, Jesus comes and stands up for you. You know, when I went to high school, first year of high school, I had an advantage, right? I had a big brother. He was five years old. He just left high school, but his reputation was in that school. So when I got to high school, everybody said, that's Little Duca. That's what they called me, Little Duca, right? And his reputation had gone ahead of me. He was like somebody who stood in the gap of anybody who tried to pick on me or put me down. I was already protected because of my big brother, although actually he's smaller than me now, so he's the little brother. But the point is this, there's somebody who's gone ahead of you who wants to show you that he's standing in the gap for you against any accusers, against the enemy, against all the powers of or anything in creation. God has made it possible that he would make right standing. And I want to encourage you this, this year be reminded of Jesus, that river that I talk about in the vision. Make Jesus number one in your life. Put him at the centre of your life. Let him be the one who you love more than anything. And, and, and continue to love him throughout this year. You know, the love of God is available through Jesus. And as we love Jesus and we look to love one another, God himself dwells in us and we bear fruit in it to glorify his name. So first point is this, this year, it's your choice in spite of what's going on around you to stand with Jesus. 
Jesus wants you to know that he is standing with you. My second point for this year, a really important, is to stand on his promises. If you're going to see an overwhelming victory in your life, it'll come out of the promises of God. Now, Jesus is that promise. The fulfillment of the promise of the Old Testament is found in Jesus. So as you stand with Jesus and as you stay committed to Jesus and you outwork God's word in your life, I'll guarantee from the inside out you will get overwhelming victory. Circumstances might change and not be what you want, but overwhelming victory will come from the inside out as God continues to do a work in and through you. What does it mean to have God's promises? I've got something that's written down. It says standing on God's promises is not only to have a complete assurance. You can have complete assurance of your right standing with God. You can have a complete assurance this year that you have salvation, that you will be raised like Jesus was raised from the dead. But it's more than that. It's not only the complete assurance of the fulfillment of what he promises. It's also about a life, one life that you have in faithful service to him. So the overflowing life, when Jesus fills your life, when the river is flowing, life comes from there and it begins to demonstrate a life that serves Jesus, that is devoted in faithfulness to God and God alone. So I want to encourage you this year, be a year where you stand with Jesus, but be a year where you stand on his promises. To know his promises is to spend time with him. As we begin to pray this year, can I ask you, encourage you come on let's unite together and pray listen there's no condemnation if you don't pray Jesus still loves you but let's be a people that devote our lives to seeking God in his kingdom and all that he wants us to do you know we all have a responsibility to do what God is calling us to do I can't you know I can't make you do what I do and you can't we all have a different ability and a different gift may this be the year where you continue to grow and to stand on his promises you know if you're going through a difficulty right now and you know you're thinking I I don't know even if I, I believe or what I do believe right now can I encourage you in those seasons do the right thing do what you know is right to do. Even when it, emotionally you're all over the place, we, we can all be like that. I've had seasons through this last 12 months where I've wondered and doubted and questioned. But I want to encourage you, do the right thing. Do what Jesus teaches us. Read his, read his words, read his principles and apply them and keep trusting in God and that God is faithful to his promises. So that's my second point, stand on his promises this year. Come on, let's stand on his promises. And my third point is this, let's stand together. You know, I shared the vision earlier of the trees and the roots are going down and then, you know, each tree is um, kind of next to each other. And I want to be a year this year maybe where we need to stand together more than ever. You know, not throw stones or blame or criticize, but a, a, a church that is loving one another and building one another is breathing new life into the body. Psalm 133 verse 1 says this, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Now, living together with people, we have so many differences, we have so many opinions. But if we put Jesus at the centre, if we put Jesus number one in his life and follow what he says, then we can learn to respect and to love and to serve and to submit to one another and, and, and love one another. That's what Jesus is calling us to do. You know, I think it's great that we've got so many small groups in the church and I want to encourage you to keep going to those and go and be a blessing. 
You know, sometimes we think, well, what does it do for me? It doesn't always matter what it does for you. It's about you going and being a blessing to those people and going and loving and building them up. But, you know, we need more people. We need more people to lead small groups. Maybe this is your year to rise up and say, this is the years we look to develop leaders and we look to develop our community and grow the community as people come along. Let's believe it's a year maybe for you to step up and to share what Jesus has done in your life and to help others to walk this walk. So, you know, we want to be a part of something bigger. You heard earlier from Val and Ian Bird, you know, it's great that we're part of LifeLinks and we want to look at developing that more and more over this year and uh, connect more and more to churches and, um, you know, encourage other churches, but be encouraged by churches and look to bring ministry in from those bigger people and bigger churches. So stand together. It's definitely a year to stand together. Let's not stand alone, but let's be a church that stands together. And my fourth point is this. I really believe for you this year, for us this year, you know, as a church, it's our time to stand out. It's not our time to hide, but it's our time to stand out. Could we have done more this year? I think we could when I reflect on it. Have we done lots? We've learned lots. We've definitely raised a standard as we've had to learn lots of new skills and different. And we're still learning things right now. And there's lots going on behind the scenes. But I really believe I want to encourage you, speak to you right now, that this year, this would be a year where you stand out. Matthew 5, Jesus talking. Matthew 5, verse 14, he says this. You are the light of the world. I love that. You are the light of the world. Jesus has talked about himself being the light of the world. The revelation of God being revealed to the Jews. And this is Jesus being revealed, the savior of the world. And then he's saying, you are the light of the world. You're like a city on a hill. You cannot be hidden. I want to encourage you this year, don't hide who you are, but be fully who you are. Come out of the shadows. You know, don't hide it. Jesus talks about don't hide your light under a bushel, but actually put it on high. Put it on a lamp, on a stand so that your light can be displayed this year. Maybe you're wondering what your thing is. You know, what do you enjoy doing? You know, what good things do you enjoy doing? Use what you've got this year and be a blessing at home, at work, at church. Don't minimize it who you are this year. May it be a year that you flourish and grow. So stand out, stand with Jesus, stand on his promises, stand together. Let's stand out this year. And my last one is this, is stand up for others. You know, if anything out of all these, this is the one that's probably touched me more this year and having more of an impact of I've reflected on Jesus. You know, Jesus was compassionate. He was full of compassion. And, you know, the more and more I've reflected on Jesus this year, I realise we can do more to help our community. You know, there are many voices out there that are crying out for help. And, you know, we can't do everything, but we can play our part as a church. I love that we help Food Bank. I love that we play our part and other churches together are playing parts and other, you know, organisations are putting into food banks so that people can be fed who are in poverty, who are maybe just going through difficult times. I want to encourage us this year to keep bringing and putting into food bank. Currently, we are helping families on Abbey Alton. We're families that have linked through the schools. We've been able to help several families 
and support them on a weekly basis providing food for them and we want to do more of that this year we'd love to create a almost a community hub where people can come and to be helped and supported with what what their needs are and can be signposted to places if that's needed that is really on my heart this year to impact and, and to engage more with our local community that's what when we look at vision offering this year that's where I want most of the money to go you know we've invested in ministries over the years we've invested in the building quite a lot this year I want it to predominantly be on the ministry and on the community that we look to impact you know I think it's great as, as we do so many things but I really believe there's so much more we can do that is on my heart this year to focus on our community so if you're interested in doing community work, come and speak to us. We'd love you to engage with what we're looking to do. Maybe you've got ideas and bring them along and we'd love to talk to you. But yeah, looking to reach out into our community is what we want to do more this year. So I'm going to just share a scripture to round these five things off. And then I'm going to share a story that's written an account about Jesus who shows his compassion. I think it kind of uh, caps off all of this. So just a reminder before I finish, stand with Jesus, stand on his promises, stand together this year and stand out and stand up for others. Now we're going to send you a card with um, these five things on that you can fill in and we'll give you details at the end where you can fill this in. Just to be thinking about what can I do to play my part this year? What is Jesus calling me to put into my life this year that I can grow and flourish and be effective for him? I'll just share this scripture. It's from 1 Peter 3.8. I think this sums this up. Finally, all of you be like-minded. Let's be one on this. Let's put Jesus number one. Be sympathetic. Love one another. Be compassionate and humble. You know, we don't have all the answers as a church, but we can do some things. You know, it's about us respecting one another, considering one another, loving one another this year. You know, the fundamentals of the, of the Bible and Jesus don't change. There's nothing new. We continue to put Jesus in our lives and follow him. And I believe we'll have a great year. As I said, I want to share a, a scripture that has inspired me and hopefully it will inspire you for this year. And I believe some of you are going to receive breakthrough this year and freedom um, from condemnation or things that you've been bound with. So I'm going to turn to John chapter 8. And it's Jesus and uh, Jesus is going to teach in the temple and then he's interrupted by some people that are trying to trap him. It says this in John chapter 8 verse 1, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The Lord of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down. I love that phrase. Jesus stooped down. It's the very image of Jesus himself coming to the cross, I believe, of stooping down from heaven. You know, going to the lowest of the low, being shamed, being beaten and taking on our condemnation. This is Jesus. He stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stooped, stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. How challenges me. 
You know, let's not be a people this year that throw stones at one another, but may, may we be a people who actually show grace and forgiveness and mercy to one another. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle and the crowd with, sorry, only was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I go and sin no more. Wow. It's an amazing account of Jesus standing up for this woman. And I love the idea of Jesus standing with us. You know, Jesus has made it possible that he has come to us and he's willing to stand in the gap and deal with our sin. You know, this woman was a sinner, right? Like every one of us, we all fall short of the glory of God. We know she's a sinner because Jesus said, sin no more. He doesn't necessarily highlight a sin, but he gives her a way out of her sin. And he gives her a way out of the things that bind her. So, you know, we all fall short, right? We all mess up. But this is the hope that we have in Jesus, that Jesus gives us a way out of the things that bind us. He told her to repent and he offers her a new life. This year, I want to encourage you, you know, as I said earlier, stand on God's promises. Stand with Jesus, stand on his promises and believe God's word. You know, more and more this year, maybe for your life personally, but for other people, believe there's going to be a repentance where you thought a certain way and you thought not maybe good about yourself, but this year you're going to change the way you think. I like the idea of something I heard recently about the word repent. And um, it, it, generally, it means to face one way and turn 180 degrees and face the opposite way. And to do that, we need to change the way we think. We need to have a, a different mindset. And I heard this recently, the word penthouse, right? The word penthouse is the house that's on top of a building at the top. And um, I, I like the idea of this thought to do with repentance because I believe this, right? There is another way that we can think. We think certain things, but God wants to teach us to think a different way, right? And it's like the idea of a penthouse that's higher up. There's a higher way of thinking. Maybe you think like dust thinking like the woman, right? Well, Jesus has come down to that level and paid for your condemnation. He's paid for your sin. He's paid for your guilt. He's paid for it all so that you don't have to live like that anymore. But you can live, as Paul says in Romans 8, 37. No, despite all of these things in life overwhelming victory is ours through Christ Jesus. So this year may be a year where you learn some new things and you have some victories that you've never known before as you stand with Jesus and realize what he has done for you. He also, Jesus in this account, he gives her a hope of a new life. I've kind of touched on this, but he gives new life. He gives her the option to receive new life, to put into place his principles and to live a new life. A new life that breaks the power of sin, breaks the bondage, breaks the things that stopped her living a new life. That's what Jesus does. When we come and put Jesus and stand with him, we realize what Jesus is done standing with us first. And then we recognize his words, his promises and the new life that he offers. And, and you can begin to see the new life come into your life. 
there's freedom from sin. We know she's a sinner. The chances are, listening to the account, she was probably in some kind of sexual sin. And that very thing had, had maybe bound her. Maybe she was living a life that these things she thought satisfied, but they never did. And eventually, they had a grip on it. You know, I've lived that kind of life, a life of pleasure. And eventually, I realized down the road, I couldn't get out of that life. And it was only coming to Jesus who had the power and the authority to break that sin in my life and release me from the guilt and the power that it had and the shame that would often cause me to think wrong of myself. It's Jesus who's paid the price. It's Jesus who has the authority. And Jesus gives us that permission to decide what we want to do with our life. She could have gone back to the same life or... We don't know what she did. She could have gone to the new life that Jesus gave her the hope of. We all have a hope of a new life, not just here, but eternity with Jesus. So I want to just share one last thing on this and uh, take some time just to think about how we can put this in our lives this year. My last point on this is this. She gave a hope, hope that she could stand against the shame that would be thrown against her. You know, there would be people from the outside accusing her, maybe laughing at her when she went back to a normal life. Maybe a husband that she'd got to deal with, maybe divorce or whatever it was that she was going to go back to. It would not be an easy life for her to enter into. You know, it didn't fix all of the consequences of her mistakes that she's made just because she repented and chose a new life. She would still have the baggage of the past to try and shake off. But this is the amazing thing I believe Jesus says. He says, you know, he speaks to her personally, he says, neither do I go and sin no more. You know, she needed to know this and we all need to know this, that our life is not dictated to by the circumstances of the outside or what goes on in our lives. Our life is determined through our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why Paul says, whom God has chosen for himself as right standing with him. You know, our acceptance comes through what Jesus did for us on the cross. And because of his grace that's available, we receive that through faith in Jesus Christ and we have right standing. Now, we have to learn that and, and begin to change the way we think compared to our past and what things said about us. Just like this woman, she would have doubts, she would have questions, but she was given the hope of a new life, just like me and you. And I want to encourage you this year to stand with Jesus and believe for that new life. Stand with Jesus on, and stand on his promises and believe for new life this year. Stand together and let's believe for new life as a body of people. Let's stand out and let's believe for new life this morning and beyond. And let's stand up for others and believe for new life this year. You know, there's going to be challenges throughout the years. There's going to be things that come against us, just like come against Paul. But I want to encourage you this year, almost prophetically say to you, let's make a stand. Let's be resolute with what we do this year to seek Jesus with all of our heart. You know, we've got prayer and fasting coming up. And it's a great opportunity to just begin to center Jesus in our lives. You know, there are many things that distract us in this world from the outside and that, that try and come in. I want to encourage you this year, prayer and fasting, put it number one in your life. Put Jesus number one and let's begin to seek him. You know, um, we're all learning to pray. It's a journey. But as we begin to seek him, I'm believing God is faithful and God is good. And we're going to see more fruit this year as we seek him and put him first. 
you know, I'm just going to finish in, in a second and pray and take a moment to reflect on these five things. As I said earlier, you're going to get a pack. If you want one, you can fill in this form and we'd love to send you a pack out. It'll have a card on with these five things. And I want to encourage you this year to reflect and say, right, this year, where where is the place I'm going to stand? Am I going to stand with Jesus? I'd hope you would. Um, but maybe you can think of practical things you can do to do that. You know, or standing with others or standing on his promises and write the things that you're going to commit to do this year. You know, and share it with people in your home, maybe put it on your fridge. We usually give these out, but obviously we're not meeting together. But you can fill this, uh, click this link and you can ask for them and we'll send them out this week. Or you can download a digital copy and uh, use that if you want to. But I want you to take some time to reflect and think, right, why, where do I fit in this bigger picture? And as we all put our, play our part, the church, I believe, will be built up. As we all submit to Jesus and one another and his vision, what he wants the church to be, then each one of us plays our part and each one of us grows this year. And I believe we'll be in a better place next year as we are now. You know, this woman, as I shared earlier, you know, she could have lived in the condemnation and the shame, but Jesus breaks the power of that when we come to him. May this be a year for you where you see the power of Jesus breaking things over your life that have once bound you. You know, the challenge, I think, for many of us, we reflect on this for this year, is much of what's gone on in the world kind of impacts us. And what, much of what goes on in life comes from the outside in. And I believe this woman that we read of, right, she had much on the outside, just like Paul had around him going on. But he learned something. He learned that actually in Jesus, there was victory. With Jesus, who was standing with him, there was victory. And the life was not from the outside in anymore, but the life was from the inside out. It's your choices that you make, the way you respond. You know, we can't just blame people or the past. No, God has given you a new life, a new creation uh, that we can be in Christ Jesus. When we come to Jesus and accept Jesus, he forgives us and gives us a new start. And you can do that today if you've never done it before. You can come to Jesus, recognize that you're a sinner, that you need forgiveness. And God's grace will come into your life and forgive you and give you a new start as you receive power from Jesus you can do that right now there's a button on church online you can click that and start that journey today but you know I'm believing this year as you stand with Jesus that Jesus you'll have a realization that Jesus is standing with you and you're in right standing with God and you'll begin to make different choices from the inside out and life that doesn't live in the shame and the guilt but a life that lives with responsibility, a life that, that stands up for others, a life that stands together, a life that can be evident that you're standing on the promises of God and a life that demonstrates that you are standing with Jesus. Let's just take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have made it possible that we are right with God. What a wonderful gift, Jesus, you are. And Jesus, I pray that this year would be a year where we stand with you. Our lives would honour and glorify you in all that we do. Jesus, I pray, Holy Spirit, you would empower each one of us from the inside out. You would wash us, you would cleanse us, you would help us to see how awesome you are, that nothing can come against you, that you are greater than all things, and that we have overwhelming victory in you, Jesus, this year. Jesus, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you have loved us and will always love us. In Jesus' name, amen.